Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast, episode 23. It's episode Michael Jordan here, Derek Piper. And yes, it's Derek Piper here along with Jeremy Werner. That's me. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk a lot of hoops today at the off week uh, for Illinois football, which maybe comes at a good time, maybe not, because you get to stew over that loss to Nebraska and the loss before it with Eastern Michigan. But Derek Piper, how are you using your off week, man? Yeah, I got to sweat out this Cardinal series, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't didn't really expect that. The Brewers going 19-4 and four September is uh, <laughs> kind of ridiculous. So uh, hopefully the Cubs don't pull any funny business and we can celebrate a NL Central clinch. That'd be nice. How about greatest, you? Greatest feeling as a Cardinals fan since when with that sweep of the Cubs? Ah, man. That's a good question. I, I forgot what it was like to watch postseason baseball. <laughs> So, poor, uh, poor, poor guys. Yeah, just so so uh, underprivileged Cardinals Nation the last couple of years. Who gets more wins next year? My White Sox, your Cardinals, or the Cubs? <laughs> it's got to be Cardinals, White Sox, Cubs, right? Is that, uh, is that the we, answer? We can go that way. I'd say the Cubs are probably going to get more than the White Sox, but maybe that's a question. That could be a lot of fun. We also got a Bears win. That was kind of nice this week to be reminded that the offense and Mitch can score points. I like the play calling a lot more. I felt like Nagy opened it up quite a bit more. I know you're going against the Washington defense, but Mitch still, the throw to Gabriel on the sideline was fantastic. I'd like to see him get more out of the pocket. That's where he's most comfortable. Still don't trust him that much. But, uh, <laughs> the defense is fantastic and obviously a huge game coming up against the Vikings. Yeah, I, feel, I sort of feel better about Nagy, right? Because I, I thought last year he proved himself and then the first couple games, Derek, I was like, is he good? Is yeah. he good? Did I overestimate him? But... It, yeah, I thought he had a fantastic game. And we'll talk a little bit about coaching a little bit on uh, later with football. Uh, we're going to do football in our last segment today, but we're going to do a lot of basketball there because it's basketball recruiting time. We got Big Ten Media Days next week for basketball, which is just sneaking up on me. But a lot of Illini fans are turning their attention, sadly, uh, to basketball with what football has done two and two right now. So when we come back. We're going to talk Big Ten Media Days. We're going to break down the Big Ten, and we'll talk about one of the national media members who's all aboard the Illini train. Is he too high on this team? Are we too low on this team? Are people too low on this team? Uh, but coming up next, let's break down recruiting, because Illinois does have a commitment in the class of 2020 and two big targets, some news on that. So that's coming up next after the break.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Derek Piper, we finally got a 2020 commit. Um, did you have like an hourglass or anything, an abacus kind of counting down the days that, uh, <laughs> that we're finally going to go in? But Coleman Hawkins is a big one. Uh, and not maybe a big one to a lot of people, but at least it, it is one. Um, and, and for me, Derek, this felt like a Brad Underwood find that kind of fit what they wanted. And what I like is he's a little bit different than what they have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was one that uh, he didn't beat out some big time names and you know, no Rutgers and. San Diego State ultimately were the competition that you beat out. Marquette kind of played themselves out by taking the top 100 power forward. USC was prioritizing some other guys. But, yeah, I think offensively I like the fit a lot because he's someone that can put the ball on the floor, very comfortable playing on the perimeter. Uh, he's a phenomenal passer. When I saw him down in Birmingham back in July, that was the, the first thing that stuck out. And, of course, anytime you see someone with a elevated IQ and someone that can make plays for others, you think – yeah, Brian Underwood's probably going to fall in love with this player. Uh, he, he's also a capable outside shooter. I think that's something that's going to improve as he goes on uh, throughout his college career. There are some question marks with him as far as being slender and uh, his strength is a, is a big question mark. Rebounding, interior defense. He has the length. He, he has really long arms, and he's six foot ten. So uh, I, I think that he has measurables there. I, I think offensively, he's going to be someone you're going to like to have. Defensively, there's some question marks in. I, I wouldn't blame some people if you go, well, this is a team that already has a lot of defensive flaws and, and mm-hmm. taking someone like that is, is I don't know, maybe raises some questions, but at the same time, you, you get a guy on early. Uh, we've heard a lot of people, a lot of angst and complaining about you know going into the spring and not having anybody in the fall. Uh, they had an opportunity to shut that one down, and they did. Yeah, so the future of the post now. Um, I mean, you hope to have Georgie for the next three years, right? You hope to have Kofi for two years at least. Uh, maybe it's going to be longer than that. Uh, Bossman's Verdonk, they seem very high on. Then you add Coleman Hawkins into this. So where does he fit in, into the future? When does he fit uh, into what they're doing, Derek? And, and how else do they kind of address the post moving forward, if at all, in this class? Yeah, that's what I really like, and, and you brought it up there with Kofi and Georgie and, and Bossman is someone that they have high expectations for. Even uh, as a freshman, of course, you got to wait and see how his health progresses here, uh, You know, getting back to the practice court. But being able to take a big in this class that doesn't have to come in and contribute big time right away. And Coleman Hawkins can be a bit of a del- developmental uh, you know, year, use a year in the weight room. I'm not saying that he would redshirt because I don't know if Brad Underwood even likes redshirting players. Uh, but, yeah, you, you're not thrusting him into uh, the same kind of role as Georgie because uh, I've said it before that we didn't know how good Georgie was going to be, but he had to play those minutes because you didn't really have anybody else. So with Coleman, I, I think that he's a backup option at the four. Of course, that's fitting in with Bossman's Verdonk. Tevian Jones is going to be a player at the four going forward. And then Georgie in spots when he plays on the court with Kofi. But as you mentioned, you're probably getting Kofi for two years. Uh, I think that that's the that is the word around the program is uh, expect him to come back after his freshman year, and then uh, his hope is to go to the NBA, and maybe it's just going to play pro regardless. And 
Uh, with Georgie, you're hoping to keep him at least another year as well. So, uh, And then Bernard Kuma, and that's a name that can't be forgotten. It's one that continues to be brought up to me as you know he's at a junior college this upcoming season, and it sounds like Illinois still wants to bring him in next year. So that's mm-hmm. someone that uh, when you talk about differing pieces, Bernard is physical, a good rebounder. Coleman is uh, really skilled and can stretch the floor. Bossman is obviously physical and athletic and can shoot the three. Georgie, great in the post. Kofi, you know, just mammoth on the inside. So you got different pieces in the front court uh, to play around with for sure. So, so take me forward three years, Derek. Okay, we're going to go long term here. Um, I, I even forgot to mention Jermaine Hamlin, right? Yes. Yeah, right. um, so, so Hamlin. Say they got Hamlin, Kuma at the center, right? Georgie's moved on, and, and Kofi's moved on. So you got those two at center. You got Bossman's Verdonk uh, and. Um, Coleman Hawkins at the four, and, and obviously you'll add more players, and attrition always happens. But if that is your four, like what do you make of that group long term depth wise? Yeah, I think it's it's a nice piece. I, I th- nice pieces, nice collection of pieces. As far as uh, Hamlin, as I, I didn't mention, is going to be I think uh, a legit rim protector. How he develops offensively is yet to be determined. But he's got seven four wingspan, and, and that was something that he showed. Uh, on the EYBL as far as going up against high major competition. Once he's settled in, because he's going from Lincoln High School to the EYBL and now going up to Big Ten competition, uh, that he can contest shots around the rim. I, I think they would like to add probably another type of you know player like Kofi, a top mm-hmm. 100 kind of center to insert in there. But I think that they would feel pretty comfortable with Boss Manager Verdonk at the four as being your starter and, and someone to, to have their – as an upperclassman, and then Coleman Hawkins, as he's developed strength and uh, can do some things offensively, I think they feel pretty comfortable about that. And of course, knowing this staff, they're they're going to continue, particularly in Orlando Antigua, to chase some higher profile bigs to to kind of complement that as well. You know what I've noticed from like the last year, Derek? It feels like the staff doesn't want to be desperate at the end, right? It, it feels like you know with Grandison and Hutcherson, they've kind of. So, and, and we've talked about this a lot, where they've kind of set themselves up where they're not have to be all about one recruit. And if they miss that, oh, my gosh, what do we have? Like, they're not scrambling. It feels like they've set themselves up to where if they miss out on a guy, they have options and options they at least feel okay about. Yeah, definitely. And, and this staff, Underwood in particular, didn't want to gamble as much this fall and didn't want to be put in a situation where you didn't have – guys that you liked on the wing or filling in at the guard spots. And, uh, you know, experience was very, very crucial because even for as talented this roster is, uh, it's still a, a fairly young one. And mm-hmm. they are experienced, but just as far as uh, freshmen and sophomores and, and not very many seniors, and, and that was something they still noticed was, hey, we're, we're still a pretty young basketball team, and uh, if we lose Io and, and Andres and Kipper, we'd like to have some guys that maybe have some experience or physically developed. Uh, so what I had heard was – you know, at the end of July, the eval periods, the staff sat down and Brad goes, hey, you know, how do we feel about a lot of these guards or some of these wings? Uh, are we feel confident enough that we're going to get them? And, and if not, I want to take Hutcherson and I want to take Grandison. And, and that's mm-hmm. what they did. So uh, and to have a year to develop them and have them learn the system and you're not worrying about that next summer, there's going to be some value to that for sure. 
I, I like that here he's realistic too. Right <laughs> after after the previous half, I like that he's realistic about it. All right, but the major target who just visited on campus, uh, Derek was Adam Miller, the top fifty guy. Feels like we've been talking about Adam Miller for four years. Um, but right. the the Peoria native, Chicago Morgan Park guard, uh, was on his visit. Uh, all the uh, the Illini staff was wearing these lime green shirts, and I was wondering, do they just want to not get lost? And I'm like, all these guys are really tall, like. For once, the honest staff was really tall. Or was that the Adam Miller slime thing? Was that what they were going for? I, I don't know if you have details on why they're wearing lime green shirts. No, I, I don't have the inside information. <laughs> Let's get that information. Green. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to follow up on that and bring it back to next week's podcast. But but they seemed in a pretty good mood when I saw them at the football game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they killed the visit. That That's the vibes I've heard from, from everyone, not only just around the Atlanta camp, but uh, you know people close to Miller and, and you know Brian Snow – had a report this week as well on 24-7 and, and was echoing the same sentiment. Uh, it seemed like they knew they know this kid. They, they've recruited him for a long time. And when you're able to you know, pull out some different stops with you know, the slime on the, on the pictures, <laughs> on the edits, and then also uh, they fill his hotel room with ace cards with a wolf on it because his, <laughs> his Twitter bio is Ace Wolf or that's his handle. Take that, Hurley. Yeah, right. It's just some some intricacies that you know. That's that's just them knowing knowing the playing to the audience, obviously. Uh, and, and some of that matters to to some kids, and some of it doesn't. I think it does matter to Adam uh, as far as just feeling welcome and uh, feeling like this could be his place, this could be yeah. your spot, and all that. So I think they did a really good job. I, I get why Illini fans they focus on like the IO thing, right? Be the next IO. I, I don't know if that'd be my cell, and I don't think it has been the Illini cell. But what, how does IO figure into how they're selling him, Derek? I think it's just an example of obviously they played together. They come from the same high school program, same AAU program. Uh, they definitely respect each other a ton as players. Uh, I thought it was going to be an interesting factor if there wasn't talk of IO going pro after this year. I think it would have made Illinois sell harder because I don't know if Adam was necessarily interested. And that's not to say that there's a rift in the relationship, but just to come in and be an IO shadow again, I don't know if that was something that Adam was necessarily interested in. And I think that's why Illinois early on had to be careful about how they framed it. But what mm-hmm. I think they've done is they've just used IO as uh, an example of the stage that he's been given at Illinois to stay home in his home state. Uh, the, the way that Io is branded, and I know that his camp does a really good job of that. They did that, uh, you know, even back in high school. But that video was just so perfect of right. him announcing coming back. It was yep. just so well done, no doubt. And, and that's just a unique in-state brand. I mean, you go up to Chicago and he's on billboards and on billboards here in Champaign, and that's something you're probably not getting at a lot of other stops. Just not having the same kind of stage, I guess, is the is the best way I can really put it. Uh, and then the opportunity. Uh, Io came in, got the ball in his hands, and he set the program record for freshman scoring average. And and for Adam to see that, hey, I can come in, I was going to be gone, and I will have some a lot of the same opportunities to have success and to get my name in NBA conversations, I think that's how they're using Io, not to just say, you know, flat out and, hey, you're the next Io, because I think that right. you want to make it a little more individualized. Let's talk about the player. What, what kind of impact would he make here? Because, I mean, he's closer to a Trent Frazier kind of player, right? Like uh, a lead guard that's kind of a scoring guard, but he's taller. Um, how would he fit in with, with Trent Frazier and, and probably Hutcherson at, at these guard positions? Because Illinois obviously needs a, another lead guard once Iowa is gone and Andres Felice is gone. How big of an impact do you think he could make if he does pick Illinois? He's definitely going to be able to score. That's something that he is – right at the top of this class as far as guards is just the ability to walk in the gym and 
and be able to put the ball in the basket, especially as a shooter. He, he's an elite shooter from the outside. Uh, his range, in the gym range, uh, is what I like to use. Similar to Trent, th- their playing styles are very, very similar. As you mentioned, Adam is taller. Adam's about six foot three, has a bigger build, um, more athletic, more explosive. Uh, but he's his playing style is more like Trent than it is like Io. Uh, Io wants to get to the rim a little bit more, and and obviously all of that. But uh, I think that some of the same knocks for Trent and, or knocks or questions with Trent yeah, and yeah. and with Adam as far as. Uh, being a point guard, are you making others around you better? Are you facilitating at a level to be, you know, the one on the court? And I think that's why there'd be such a priority. There is such a priority to get a Andre Curbelo or just another pure point guard to go along with Trent Frazier and Adam Miller. But to think about that, sell, if you do end up getting Adam and selling a Curbelo or somebody else on, you've got to your left potentially <laughs> a Trent Frazier and to your right an Adam Miller, and those guys can make shots from mm-hmm. anywhere on the court, and all you got to do is set them up. So yeah. I think that'd be a good sell. Sounds like he could still take some time, though, Derek. Uh, what, what do we make of that? Um, why do you think that would be? Yeah, I mean, it, he's not the first one to maybe build it up a little bit. Build mm-hmm. up, build Io up, did uh, the same, right? Yeah, Io did the same thing. <laughs> Sorry to make the comp, but he did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Build up the hype. And, uh, and I think he's still making a decision. I, I think that it's really going to come down to what he wants to do and what his mom wants to do. And they aren't in a rush. They know that they don't have to necessarily rush the decision. I think it also tells you that Arizona State has, has done a legit good job and made this a difficult choice. Uh, I, I think also that there were some people, there's still national buzz going into the Illinois visit, that Arizona State was the leader and Illinois had to play catch-up. And I, I think it's also showing that Illinois made a really darn good impression. So I think he has two schools. Arizona, especially with the fact that the FBI questions are, mm-hmm. and the NCAA, are they one of the next programs to get hammered? I think that's something that – continues to build up in Adam's mind, or at least that's what other coaching staffs are telling him. But I think that it's still open right now as far as Illinois and Arizona State and uh, what's going to be the deciding factor, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but th- this pursuit and this sell continues to go on. You know how much I like Andre Curbelo, and he released his top five, Illinois, Indiana, Miami, feel like the, the big players there. Uh, I know there's some other schools as well. Oregon, right, is yep. is very involved in the mix. Um I think you and I have talked to the same person, but it sounds like Miami could, could be the the team to beat there. Um, but Illinois seems to have a great relationship, and they, they have a visit coming up. So just what do you make of his top five? Yeah, well, I know that fans will be glad to see that Kansas isn't on there. And, <laughs> yeah. and bad time for Kansas recruiting-wise. I know a lot of Illini fans are going to shed a tear about that. Kansas and Georgia Tech, man. Yeah. The, the powers <laughs> of sure. college basketball. Yep, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, with Oregon. Oregon is one that's going to scare you because they just recruit phenomenally well. Uh, they just always have. I mean, it's a sexy brand, and they, they just do well at recruiting with Nike and all of that. Their facilities are top-notch. So if they end up getting a visit, that's one that you're going to worry about. But as you mentioned, uh, Miami, which is you know not that far away or a, a short plane ride away uh, from his home in Puerto Rico, obviously a, a big Latin American presence there to make him feel comfortable. And I think that that's what Andre has – has really talked about it. Somewhere he can go in and be himself and feel comfortable. Uh, I think that's on the court and off the court, and, and that's where Orlando Antigua yep. plays such a yep. big factor because uh, it's funny. Uh, those dudes will just talk Spanish to each other, uh, and I know that uh, – I mean, think about that, though. If you're if you're from another country yeah, and, and you have somebody like that can just talk – the way you talk and sure. the, the language you talk. Like I think of that with like Illinois golf and the Belgian guys or, um, you know, Georgie, if he had somebody 
right? Like that could speak his language. Like obviously he's really good at it and he's awesome at it now, but, um, you know, just that comfort of being able to be like, okay, I can get back into like kind of my own self. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and for Andres Feliz to come in, uh, from the Dominican Republic and, and play as well as he's played, uh, in the one year and obviously higher expectations for him going in next year. And just the roster itself has so much international flavor. Obviously this is a diverse campus. Uh, I think that all plays pretty well, but of course, it, the relationship going back to the fact that Orlando knows Andre's dad for a long time, and, and you know Orlando, his mom is from Puerto Rico. He played in Puerto Rico professionally after his college career, so uh, he has a lot of ties back there, and I think that plays well for Illinois for sure. After Miller and Curbelo, Derek, the most important recruiting target on the board is who? It's probably KK Robinson, the point yeah. guard that now plays at Oak Hill, and he's from Arkansas. I, I think that that will be well. Kansas was one of the main players there, <laughs> and that could help out. Uh, but you still have to beat the home state program in Arkansas. Uh, it is a good thing that you're tied into that Oak Hill program now. You got Kofi from there, and uh, Orlando knows head coach Steve Smith pretty well. Uh, it, th- it's interesting that that was Jamal's. Jamal was the lead recruiter on that one. Uh, now Orlando and Chin have kind of you know tag teamed that effort now to, to kind of make him feel like a priority. And if you get him on campus for a visit, which it sounds like they will, uh, you never know what's going to happen. I don't think I think Illinois has ground to make up there. But mm-hmm. if you don't get a Curbelo, he's another one of those. He's a top 100, pure point that could come in. And and if you have Adam and, and Trent, as we've already talked about, uh, that'd be a pretty good situation for him. All guards. Is there any wing or post elsewhere that that people should look out for this fall? Uh, I don't think they're going to pursue anybody on the wing. I think they're yeah. going to—they feel pretty good uh, about having Grandison. I've heard a lot of good things actually about Jacob Grandison in the first couple of weeks in workouts. Obviously, Hutcherson's a combo guard that can also play on the wing, uh, and then Tev and Allen. So uh, I think they're pretty set there uh, at the wing spot down low. I think Kuma's the one that I continue mm-hmm. to hear. So you, you have Hamlin, you have Georgie, and, and all the guys we've just mentioned. You get Hawkins. Underwood must love him, man. Yeah, like, he, just because he can board, right? Like, he can just really rebound at a high level. Yep, absolutely. So uh, for them to stick with that one, it sounds like that no one else is really to pay attention to in the fall. But maybe if something happens in the spring, whether it's academically with Kuma or just a grad transfer option or something pops up, uh, you always got to keep your eyes open for that. All right, great stuff on recruiting as that continues this fall. Some big months ahead for that. But when we come back, there's actually going to be basketball on the court soon. But first, we have to go talk in a uh, hotel, I believe, somewhere in Chicago, yeah. uh, Big Ten Media Days. Let's preview that, break down the Big Ten a little bit next. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Derek, we're going up to Big Ten Media Days next Wednesday. And I was a little sad thinking about this because the last, what, seven years I could go up there and every time I go... I know I get Tim Miles comedy routine every year, right? And it's, yeah. it's worth, it's worth the drive up there just to see it. And, and I didn't get to see my boy John Beeline this year. So who's the coach we're most looking forward to hearing from or seeing? That's a tough question. Now that we've lost in my time on the beat, Bo Ryan and Tim Miles from right. Miles, that's, 
we're downgrading because we're going to Fred Hoiberg, who's not that no interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he's interesting, like in that hire's interesting, but the actual like personality, eh. yeah, I know. I guess it's Izzo, right? Yeah, Izzo's maybe Juwan Howard. I am interested. I was going to say I'm interested in, in how Juwan Howard sounds and, and what he has to say. Uh, I don't know. It, it's tough. The floor uh, is open for someone to step I up. No. Can Bragg work on his comedy? I mean, he's a funny dude. <laughs> it's just it's it's R-rated usually. Yeah, <laughs> he can't right. do it. Uh, Patino? <laughs> Patino? Mm. I don't think he's well-liked Maybe enough. he comes <laughs> in with a little more swagger after what they did in the tournament last year. You know it's not going to be Greg Gard. No. Pa- I always find Painter. usually pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah I like Pat Chambers. I, like um, I, think, I find Painter always interesting whenever he talks. He usually says things. Yep. So, but yeah. It's it just, won't be no- Chris Collins. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be, that's for sure. All right, uh, Derek, I'm getting these emails, filling out preseason polls and all that, and we'll we'll get to where the Illini rank with that. But who are the five best players in the Big Ten? So your five-man all-Big Ten team, because, boy, they lost a lot of their – like, you go on the scoring leaders from last year, and what, how how many was it? Was it 24, the top – it was, like, ridiculous number. Yeah. Because uh, I was one of the only guys returning that's kind of really high on that list. So what would your – Top five players in the Big Ten be? Yeah, I think I was only like one of four or five from the top twenty-five. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I was at twenty-one of twenty-five are gone or something like that. It's a ridiculous stat. Yep. So I think the All Big Ten first team, in my opinion, is probably well. You know that Cassius Winston and Lamar Stevens are locks. Yes, I, I would probably I would put Io in there. In, in my opinion. Uh, he would be my third, I think, and I think it's pretty – I don't know if everyone would have him as a lock because he wasn't on a good team last year. Yep. But I, I think he's got respect enough across the, the conference that I think he's probably going to make that first team Yeah. from uh, the media. Unless you throw in a, a Xavier Simpson or an Anthony Cowan, uh, that might be the only others at the guard spot. Cowan would probably be my fourth guy. I think Jalen Smith might be my fifth guy. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I, I like him more than a Toro. Okay. Caleb Weston? Um, yeah, man, probably got to put Wesson over Jalen Smith, right? That's tough. To Just because he's more productive. Do, yeah. and, we, and we saw exactly how much he was worth to that team, right? When he was out there, awful. Um, yeah, I think Caleb Wesson would. De- All right, if we went second team, say Wesson's the first team, and we put Jalen Smith second team, because I have Colin first. Okay. Xavier um, Simpson in there in the second team? Have to put Xavier Simpson. Are you putting Tillman or Langford in there? Mm. I mean, those are really good players, but Harms, Harms is in there. I have Harms in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think he just impacts the game in some ways that don't even st- show up in the stat sheet, right? Right. Like I liked him way more in Haas when he was a freshman, just because he defensively makes such a big impact. And I mean, Illinois saw up close how oh, good gosh. he is, right? No doubt. So how else would we round this out? Um, I'm not putting Kalsher on there. No. Teske, I'm not putting on there. Wieskamp. We just can't pass to be on there. It'd be interesting to see what he is without Cook and Bohannon. Right? I know, I know. But I, I think you got to put him on there. I don't put anybody from Indiana. Do we put Georgie on there? Oh yeah. I don't We're, know how many spots we got left. Yeah, now. I know. He's at least thirteen. Georgie's at least thirteen. Yes. Second team. Would you put Trent third team? I don't think I'm there yet. Uh, I don't know about that. He's in the discussion. Yep. But Eastern would probably get it over him, sure. right? I mean, I'd, I'd one of the Ohio State freshmen will be on there. <laughs> Franz Wagner will probably be on there, right? right? Yep. Uh, um, I don't know if I can say a Minnesota person yet. 
No. That's an interesting team. Nobody from Nebraska. Nobody from Northwestern. Nobody else think the, from Mike Watkins. Is he anywhere on there? Boy, they're not even third team. They're not even taking him to Chicago, so I don't think they're counting on <laughs> Mike Watkins after. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, Demetric Trice, or how about the big man from Wisconsin, Reavers? Yeah, Nathan Reavers. He's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's a little projection. Borderline though, right? third third team. But I mean, I, Illinois probably got what three of the top twenty players. Yeah, in the Big Ten, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put Trent fourth team, right? <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Yeah, and with Felice the Gabe far off. Yeah, I know maybe not production because he doesn't start. But well, Illinois might. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm speaking for him, but the Illinois coaches might think Andres has a bigger impact than Trent. Something, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, just because defensively you can count on him. So our, our boy, I don't know if he's our boy, but Andy Katz. <laughs> has Illinois rising he in these rankings? He wants to be our boy, or he wants to be yeah. everybody in Lana Country's boy. I don't know if he's trying to take over um, for Rothstein. Rothstein's yep. had the bat phone Illinois for years. Yep. I don't know if he's trying to be that guy now, but <laughs> Andy Katz picked Illinois fourth in his Big Ten projections. Has him as, what, a five seed, I believe, in his NCAA tournament projections. Correct. Inside the top 20 nationally, I think. He's moved him up. 19, I think they were. Mm-hmm. For a team that was fourteen and eighteen last year, what, what, what were they at the end of the year? Fourteen and twenty-one, or I, I can't even remember. Derek, I blacked it out. Um, so Illinois, what is their high point? Because that feels like to me the highest projection I could go for Illinois. Yeah, fourth in the Big Ten would be my high point. I still think that Ohio State's too talented and bring back, you know, with that three top fifty players with Weston, both Weston brothers coming back. That's going to be really tough to match them. I guess that high-end, high maybe, that they outplay Ohio State, and you could make it an argument for Illinois being third if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that three to four range is the high point, in my opinion. Yeah, because Michigan State's going to be better than them. Yep, Maryland. Um, I think Maryland will be better than them. Though Illinois seems to play them well. Um, they do. I think Underwood outcoaches Turgeon. Um, Purdue is just feels like the floor is so high, right? Yeah. That's why I would have Purdue in front of them, even though I don't think Purdue's more talented. Uh, front court, they sure are, I think. Um, with, with Harms and Travion Williams, that's a ridiculous group. It's just who's, who's their guards? I mean, Eastern's going to have to be their point guard, basically, right? Yeah, they bring in Jihad Proctor from, I think it was Holy Cross. But as far as, and I always make the, the mark, is he their Mark Allstork, or is he actually <laughs> going to produce? Uh, right. but, 12 and 21 was a record last year, by the way. <laughs> Ouch. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, but Purdue's just more proven, more reliable on defense. Right. I think when I end up going through my Big Ten pre- preseason projections, I end up putting Purdue at four and Illinois at mm-hmm. five. Yeah, Ohio State three for you? or yep. t- I have Ohio State two. I can see that I too. I got Maryland three, um, Purdue four. Do you have anybody? Do you have Michigan or Illinois? That's Illinois. so hard. I, I find that one Michigan. so hard. Yeah, I, I struggle with that because I think Wagner is kind of an X factor because we don't know how good he is. Yep. Um, and we don't know how good Howard is. And how good are these guys without John Beeline, who I think is, you know, along with Izzo, the best coach in the Big Ten. So I, I, I find 5 through 12 really difficult in this league because what is Iowa? What is, I mean, Indiana, I think they could be tough this year. I feel like they could be better even though they're less talented. Penn State uh, is in Penn there State. As well. Wisconsin, like, just I'm, a lot I'm of down on Wisconsin. I don't know if you're as down on them as I am. I think they're bottom ten, bottom eleven. I I think they have, I think they got a pretty high floor. Yeah, I I, I like Trice. I like him a lot, and I like Reavers. 
It's just I think the talent is an issue for them. I think it, I, their system, they do well, but I think it can only take them so far in, in this conference. Um, Minnesota, I don't know what to do with them. Like, no, I don't, I don't like them. I, I'm, they lose their two best players, but they have some interesting talent. Their coach coached his butt off down the stretch last year, even though I'm not a big fan of him. Um, so I, I don't know where to put him, but that's a tough out. Northwestern's going to be bad. Nebraska, who knows? Rutgers a tough out. Penn State, I don't know if they're going to make the tournament, but they should be close. Iowa loses Bohannon. Bohannon's <laughs> you know I mean? really the X factor. If he's done for the year, they they won't be a tournament team. If he played twenty games, if he played all Big Ten schedule, would yeah. you have the Illinois or Iowa? Uh, I'd lean Illinois. I think Tyler Cook being gone for them is huge. Yeah, huge X factor. All right. All right. When we come back, let's chat a little football. Or right, what would be the low point for Illinois basketball this year? Low point like, is they yeah, can't get any four? stops. Is they don't stop anybody in their middle of the pack bubble team, like six or seven, in my opinion, probably. Maybe I think seven. eight. Yeah, I think eight or nine, which is a good thing. We're talking about that yeah. as your floor now because that's right outside the tournament. But I still think that's possible, right? Oh, that'd be so disappointing, wouldn't it? It'd be ter- it'd be terribly disappointing. <laughs> but they they need to. St- it's kind of like Nebraska football right now. We know they can score points, but can they stop anybody? Yeah. Can they stop a bad team like Illinois? If you don't make the tournament and Iowa goes to the NBA, you're in. That's that's tough. tough You're in trouble. Yeah. You're having the conversation for basketball that we're about to have for football. Right. That's next. (laughs) Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Derek Piper. Um, Illinois football is a disappointing 2-2. Two and two. And, you know, the Nebraska game, I don't know, you'd feel bad regardless, but it wouldn't feel as bad if you didn't lose to Eastern Michigan the week before. That is still the defining loss of the last couple of weeks to me because it, it's very um, inexcusable. I, I see people trying to rationalize a loss to Eastern Michigan. It's kind of like the, the people rationalizing the barely win against UConn. You see UConn get blown out by Indiana, right? And then Central Connecticut State almost beat Eastern Michigan yeah. last week. So, um, I, I don't think there's any way of rationalizing those results, and it kind of has shown up uh, against Nebraska, where you get four takeaways, you had the recipe for a win, you're up 14 at home with 20 point or 20 minutes left on the the board, and you find a way to lose because uh, your defense can't stop anybody, and your offense couldn't stay on the field. Uh, but from your perspective, how hot should Lovey Smith's seat be? Very. Very hot. There's still a lot of football to play play out. Yep. And if they win a couple Big Ten games, and if they are as competitive as they were uh, against Nebraska and a lot of their other losses, then I think the conversation maybe swings back into, well, let's give this one more year because you have a lot of players coming back. At the same time, number one, I want to say that, that game against Nebraska was highly entertaining. That's as yes. entertaining as a football fun. game as I've seen in there, uh, given the opponent and the atmosphere uh, and being competitive from start to finish as I've seen in years. Uh, at the same time, 
I think that were you, was it a competitive game because of Lovey Smith or in spite of Lovey Smith? And, and that's where I find myself where defensively you're playing the same scheme, same system, and I know you've been banged up, and I know that maybe talent isn't where you want it to be, but I think when you don't have the talent, you got to have something, maybe deception. you got to do something different to – Confuse college quarterbacks. That's mm-hmm. I think that's what you really got to focus on. They are not confused. No, they are. Not. They know exactly what's coming. And hey, you know Nebraska did a good job, and Eastern Michigan did a good job. Like I liked uh, what Illinois their game plan was against Nebraska. The cover two, like after you got beat deep, you didn't get beat deep against Nebraska, right? But right. they kind of diced that thing up, and then you missed tackles. And, and the offense certainly deserves blame. I mean, Rod Smith, I don't think has had a good couple weeks. Uh, Brandon Peters is not. Not played all that well, uh, especially against Nebraska. He was very bad the last three quarters. The passing game just hasn't been gotten going. And I think your offense corner has gotten away from the run game. So they definitely deserve blame for Nebraska being able to run 98 plays. At the same time, you get four takeaways, which is great. This team still takes the ball away. But you can't be a bend and break defense and break every time you don't turn it over, <laughs> turn them over, right? Like at some point, you have to stop the run. You have to stop or tackle wide receivers or get a, get another pick. Like it's just a trend over four years that Illinois is too easy for these offenses to go march up and down the field. I mean, 674 yards. That it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know <laughs> that, that 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 shouldn't be acceptable. And you brought it up, Derek. Is your coach ever going to give you an advantage? Right. Because Illinois, you need it to, right? Where well, Illinois football him to, to do so, thirteen yes. highest paid coach in the country. <laughs> but but when you're on the come up, right? If you're not recruiting top five classes, you like Mark Turgeon, right? Like Mark Turgeon, you can question him as a coach, but he gets talent there, right? So he's got the, he's got a pretty high <laughs> high ceiling and high floor there. The Ron Zook, right? Yes, when Ronzuk was so bad of a coach that he couldn't win with. Um, but you got to have some kind of coaching advantage. And listen, I think Rod Smith does some nice things. I Lovey Smith knows defensive football, and but it's not working here with the talent that he has or the approach that he has. It hasn't worked to this point. Like you said, there there are eight games, and boy, the Big Ten West looks vulnerable. Right, oh, Minnes- Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern look really beatable. You got Rutgers on the schedule. I don't like the other four games on the schedule, but you still have a chance to show improvement. But at some point, we've got to raise the bar. At some point, the expectation needs to raise, and the coaches need to show that they deserve. Because the 2020 roster, Derek, could be t- very talented. It's the most talented roster they'll probably have in a very long time. Yeah. But do you trust this coaching staff to get the most out of them? And you need it because I start looking at the 2021 roster, and you lose a lot of that talent from the 2020 roster. So you don't want to go... Five and seven with a 2020 roster, and all of a sudden dip back down to the bottom of the Big Ten because they're, they're, you lose a lot of your offensive line, a lot of your defensive guys. I mean, this is a junior, your entire wide receiver crew. I mean, there are so many juniors on this team that I fear a drop off after that year if you don't win this year and recruit well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I kind of lean towards where, and some will disagree with me, some will say, and you never know if you were to make the move and make the change, how many players would stick around. But with a good roster situation, that might be a good time to bring a coach in that can actually elevate you. They can, they can take that roster and get you closer to your ceiling. And I don't see Lovey Smith doing that with the defensive scheme, with the end game adjustments. I continue to go back to right mm-hmm. before the first half when, when he just you know takes it into the locker room and is content. I know that's the slogan of the week. 
but I, it was either it was a mix of incompetence and cowardliness, honestly. No, I agree with that. I, I said it was gutless, and and if Lovey had an issue with that, I'd I'd, ch- I'd say okay, we just disagree then, because uh, Matt Millen, who's a defensive guy on that broadcast, was like, "What do you?" It's it was a terrible read of the game. It was a terrible read of your team, right? As a coach, um, because you knew your defense wasn't good enough to stop them. You had given up three hundred plus yards in that first half, and if you thought seven point advantage was going to hold up over the rest of the game, then you just you weren't in touch with the reality of what that game was. Yeah. And isn't and just, also an advantage for a coaching staff or a coach is to bring in a, a quality coaching staff, which I think leading into the last – I mean, there are questions about Rod Smith's play calling the last couple of games, but a lot of people were rightfully fired up about what Rod Smith did yeah. last year. But, you know – At least McGee, he's proven it. Yeah, I know. At least he proved last year that he can do it and Garrett, do it well. Garrett McGee was a terrible hire. <laughs> right. Hardy Nickerson was a terrible hire. You didn't hire a defensive coordinator. Miles Smith is not a likable hire at, at linebacker coach. It's just like where well, is he? And, and as great of a hire as Corey Patterson was and what he's done in recruiting, um, I feel like that's covered up some things in recruiting too, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, St. Louis has been really, really good to you, but you are really struggling in state. And Mike Bellamy was a smart hire to try and get that going, but he needs wins to help him too. So that that's that's another concern for me moving forward is I still think there are some recruiting concerns, and without wins it makes their jobs really difficult. And that's why recruiting is kind of at a standstill. Right now, Derek, like trying to trying to put together, you know, recruiting information. Um, there's just not a lot going on because even though the staff is on the road, they're working hard. It's just the whole key was winning games yeah. this fall, and and now they're you know evaluating more kids, senior film, and going to offer more of those guys. But you know, some of their top targets, whether it's Joe Moore trying to flip Antonio Johnson or whoever it is, um, this hasn't been a good look the last couple of weeks. Well, these players are reading the same you know tweets or hearing the same buzz that's out there about this coaching staff, about Lovey Smith and uh, being on the hot seat and not getting it done. And they're obviously watching the same football as we are. So, I mean, it reminds me of John Gross's last year where uh, even the guys you have on board are like, at first, their first reaction is, oh, you know, loyal, we're loyal. Yeah. You know, it's just the fans overreacting and uh, we're going to get it together. And then a couple more weeks or a month or two months goes on and then they start asking you as a reporter, like, Hey, is this real? Like, is it really going to happen? Or uh, what should we do? And all this stuff. And I just feel like if they don't show enough progress or just find a way to win a game or two or whatever, that's yeah. what's going to happen. What's your realistic goal rest of the season? Like, what what do you think this team is capable of? Uh, they they got to beat Rutgers, obviously. That, that's right. That's an obvious one. If you lose that one, I don't think there's any coming back. Yeah, from. absolutely. Uh, after that, I think you're capable. You're still talent-wise capable of beating a Minnesota or beating a Purdue. Uh, I don't think you're going to beat, obviously, a Wisconsin or a Michigan or even a Michigan State. Uh, so Northwestern. Northwestern is yeah. an atrocity on offense. And you get it I think you got to win. Th- I think you got to win. I think the expectation should be win three of those four winnable games. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and, and compete with those other teams. And, hey, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you get one and it's time for one of those and it would certainly help Lovey Smith. But I think Illini fans' expectations should be winning three or four, and I don't think any uh, of those winnable games. And I don't think and accepting anything less than five and seven, because even that to yeah. me is settling. Yeah, you can't be four and eight again and, yeah. and bring it back and sell it as progress. You obviously can't sell it as progress because four and eight is still four and eight. With a more talented team. Right. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah. All right, one more break, and we'll come back and wrap things up.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Derek Piper, uh, before we wrap things up, uh, Illinois uh, Athletics has a big weekend ahead. Um, Illinois Volleyball is hosting Nebraska. That's the number three team in the country. Um, but what do you make of the rest of Big Ten football right now, Derek? Um, I, Wisconsin, they, I, I think they reminded people that, hey, we're, we haven't gone away. I actually picked them to win the Big Ten West, and I felt alone there. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think they've gone away quite yet. Good call, because I was on Nebraska, and I don't feel super great about that after what they've shown, really not just against Illinois. They lost the game in Colorado. Uh, but, yeah, Wisconsin now has a quarterback that make downfield throws. I know he didn't have to do a ton uh, against Michigan. He was only 13-16, 128 yards. But two of those, two fourth downs stood out to me. The first one on the first drive, it's fourth and one. And instead of punting, they just like, we have Jonathan Taylor. We have a great running game. We're just going to pound you for a first mm-hmm. down. And then – I think it was 14-0, and it was fourth and three uh, near midfield, and they decided to go for it, and Jack Cohn hits Quintez Cephas, who looks like a number one receiver. He is their number one receiver, yeah. legit. Uh, for They missed him last year with all this stuff going on. Yeah, no doubt, for a, for a fade route, for a first down. So, And then they, I know they, they still have to play deeper into their schedule, but number one in scoring defense, number one in rush defense, yards allowed, all that. They're legit. Can, can we play a game of hot or not? Yeah. Um, hot, hot or not? Seat, Jim Harbaugh. Hot, red hot. You think you think they'd actually move on from him, or should move on from him? Uh, it's just another situation where Michigan football in general has such a high floor, just because they're Michigan, because of the talent they get, and I just don't see him getting to the type of ceiling that they need to get to as a program. I don't know. Yeah, I. I worry about the four, but you know, getting knocked out though. That's that's, that's always true. my concern with some of these. Because I think Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. I think what we've learned is he a great coach? Um, and and is Jim Harbaugh going to wear people out anyway? I mean, he doesn't stay places very long because he he kind of wears people out with his with his act. Um, it would not shock me if he if maybe they mutually moved on. I don't see them firing him because it's going to be one expensive and two. I don't think. They want to, uh, unless he goes like seven to five, or something like that. Um, I just, I, I remember the Brady Hoke era. I know you can't get another Brady <laughs> Hoke or even uh, Rich, Rod. uh, Rich Rodriguez, right? Like I, I, those are too fresh in my mind. You'd be like, okay, Michigan, j- just be careful because I, I don't know who the guy is. It would be up to them, and and obviously they'd be able to hire a really really good candidate, whether it's go steal Matt Campbell or, or something like that. Um, Plot twist, they, Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be really, really interesting. All right, one more before we get out of here. Shakira J-Lo, halftime, Super Bowl. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, I'll give it a thumbs up. All I one. like that Shakira's in it now. Like, when it was just J-Lo, I was like, eh, eh. But now that's both of them, I can see that working. You know, yeah. down in Miami, two Latinas, I, I can see that working pretty well. And I, I, I have a lot, I have a lot of respect for Shakira as a, as a musical artist, and not so much for J Lo. Yeah, Sorry. I agree with that. I'm going to give you a typical guy answer, but I'll, I'll be interested yes. in watching it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's part of it too. Uh, if you could have a, a Super Bowl artist, if you got to pick, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to make everybody mad and say my <laughs> typical Drake. 
but uh, that's probably where I would go. I think he's getting big enough he could do it. He's got enough, like, mainstream pop songs that he could mm-hmm. do it. It's not just, you know, like, he need rap. He, he need, like, a poppier, like, mainstream artist with him. Who would that be? Like, mm-hmm. if they maybe if they had one in, like, if they did a Super Bowl in Toronto and it was him and Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta think they could, that could pull play. That, off. that could play. See, I like too many rock artists. Um, where I'd I'd want somebody that nobody listens to rock music anymore. I'd probably, I mean, just just get Taylor Swift up there, right? Okay. Like, I'm surprised she hasn't. Like, I'm not a huge, ta- I'm not a Swifty or anything like that. <laughs> I'd just go Bruno again because he's really really good. Well, they went. Did they go Imagine Dragons? Oh no! And that was, that was wasn't that uh, the college football? Okay, that's what it was. That was terrible. Yeah. That was absolutely. So they terrible. they can throw one of your rock. Well, rock they went with my guy Timberlake, and I didn't think it was his best performance. Yeah. So like I, I got I got what I wanted. I'd maybe Garth Brooks. Okay. I'd go Garth Brooks. I'm not big on country, but uh, I know, but he's pretty good, man. He is. Like he he's is. he's more poppy country anyway. All right, Derek Piper, good stuff, man. Always appreciate it. Yep, always fun. All right, if Can't you don't... Subs- Big Ten Media Days. That's right. We'll get some stories in the hopper. What you got coming in, Derek? We got some good stuff coming up. I got to work on a little golf stuff, which I always love, because yep. golf's fun to cover. They're really good. Um, and uh, we're gonna. I'm going to have something on Trent Frazier next week. I know you're working on something else, too. Yeah. Uh, hoping to follow around Georgie at Big Ten Media Day, which would be fun. And then uh, I've just put out 10 questions for Illini basketball heading into the season. They got to get answered here in fall practice, which is good stuff. That started on Tuesday. They're going to get going, I think, next week. And then also a factor fiction Illinois getting a top 100 point Ooh. guard. Okay. Oh, and if you want to read that, I don't do this a lot, but subscribe to us. You can do a dollar for your first month, 30% off if you want to go the year plan. That's the way to do it for our VIP access. Get all the latest on Illinois basketball, the in depth breakdown of football. And in could be an interesting few months ahead for football, too. It's going to be interesting the next couple of months for both sports. Uh, but if you don't subscribe to the podcast, do that as well. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, find us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS Monday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.